Hello, and welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how an 0-10 season made me a better coach uh, over the long haul. Not that it was fun at all at the time. <laughs> uh, that was definitely not a, a fun experience, uh, but it's something that taught me valuable, valuable lessons uh, as a head coach. And uh, as, a, as a young head coach going into, into that season, 0-10, uh, you know, I I thought I had invented parts of the game of football. Now, I, I don't think I would ever have said that out loud, right? But I've been a part of some very successful programs as a coordinator and as a position coach. Uh, as offensive line coach in 2010, uh, took a team that uh, was not super talented, uh, definitely some, some talented players. We, we were playing in the highest division in Florida at the time as one of the smallest schools. And we went to the final eight uh, that year. As a coordinator, uh, as a defensive coordinator, I'd made the playoffs every year as a defensive coordinator, 11, 12, 13, 14. I had gone far in the, in the playoffs in 13 and 14. In 13, we made it to the state semifinals. And then in 14, we went to the state championship game and lost. After an 0-6 start, uh, we had to hold together and we got through uh, the adversity, which I think that was just like the Lord's way of getting me ready to deal with 0-10 in 2015. Uh, and having to, after that season, make some changes. You know, I, I always, that happens, right? You make changes on the coaching staff. Uh, maybe players transfer in, maybe players transfer out. Uh, but it's something that is necessary, right? Especially when you don't want a game, you definitely have to reevaluate uh, how you think, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. And uh, all of the, not all, but most of the philosophy that I have going forward as a head coach stems from that season. Uh, us playing like 99.9% man coverage in the secondary, us being a spread offense, up-tempo offense. That all comes from that season because I learned the lessons of trying to do other things that year. Because when you're getting beat, you just want to try everything because you don't know what the answer is. But I think that that season taught us, hey, simple is better. Let's try to win the game based on execution and some and some wrinkles, right? We just have some wrinkles, have some trick plays, some special team stuff that we do. Uh, but overall, let's try to out-execute. Let's not try to out-scheme during the week. Now, we can have some wrinkles, obviously, but let's not change who we are. So if you play Nitro uh, as far as now, right, looking forward five years later, if you play um, you play Nitro, then you know, you're going to get man coverage most of the time in the secondary. Some zone will mix it a little bit. Um, but then you're going to get a spread offense, try a spread offensive attack, try to spread the field, try to get our best athletes in, in space. And that all stemmed from, and then to keep the special teams simple and be able to execute, that all stems from 2015 uh, because we tried some different things, right? I tried to slow the game down, and I just – I don't think that's the way to do it. I, I think that I, as the head coach who helps with the strength conditioning, I'm going to make sure our guys are in, in good, really good shape so we can play really fast and really hard for a long period of time. And I think that equalizes a talent gap. So if both teams are tired, 
then, and we're hopefully we're less tired now. I, we play against a bunch of guys that are really good coaches, so I'm not saying they don't condition their guys, but if if we're all equally kind of tired, then the talent level equals up a little bit. Um, I can remember we went and played a team in 2017 um, on the road, and not many people expected us to beat them. And I think some of it was some of their skill players were, were cramping. I have a lot of respect for that staff. I guess maybe the guy didn't drink enough water or something. But our skill guys put 100 miles an hour the entire game, and they ended up you know, being the reason we won the game. We couldn't rush, run the ball for nothing, uh, but we could throw it. And those guys just kept going and kept going and kept going. And our, our strength conditioning program was really good. Our guys were in really good shape. Those guys played 80 snaps a game, and they played full speed all the time. And – uh, that's something that, as a head coach, I know I control. I can control that. I can't control height, weight, speed. I can control what kind of shape they're in. And I mold how we play to that. I think about Northwestern and Purdue, who started the spread in the Big Ten. And why did they go to the spread? They went to the spread because they couldn't play in the eye and beat people. So they spread the field out, make people defend grass. Um, and then you have your base run plays and pass plays from there. And that's what I believe in. I, I truly believe that. I mean, Drew Brees set all kinds of records at Purdue just throwing the short, easy completions. And that's what we try to do. Nothing's hard. Nothing's super complex. We're just trying to get the ball in space, simple reads, get the ball out. And on defense, you've heard me. if you've heard me talk on this podcast or you've ever talked to me in person or emailed me or texted me or, or whatnot, you know we play a ton of man-to-man Probably more zero than we should, but that's just my thing. I don't know why it's my thing, but it is. Uh, and we've played decent defense uh, comparatively to you know what that program has played over the past X number of years. Um, you know, so I think that it works for us. Why does it work for us? I mean, I'll put pictures on Twitter and people are like, "Man, that's scary." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, it's not scary if you live in it." Uh, it's kind of like Alex Honnold. I don't know if my listeners watch any documentaries but there's this documentary called free solo and the guy climbs up these huge cliffs without a rope and it's scary for us because we see it like man he if he falls he dies but it's not scary for him because that's what he does all the time and we play a bunch of man a bunch of covers one cover zero and that's what we do on defense that's how we roll and it's a confidence thing and it's a simplicity thing like i've talked about before on the podcast at riverside you know we were young my first year zero and ten not good we'll go more into that um, and then this past year, Nitro um, had a, playing a bunch of guys who hadn't played a lot of football, and we wanted to make it really simple, make them play, let them play really fast with a lot of confidence, and that covers a multitude of physical limitations, in my opinion. If you just play fast and you don't think, you just react, and that can really, really help your players. As always, I'm always an open book about all that kind of stuff. Uh, so please send me an email, mind of a footballcoach at gmail.com or drop me a, a tweet at mind of a FB coach. It's beautiful, wonderful. Drop it to me. I will respond. Uh, so back to that first year. So <laughs> 2014, we, uh, in Georgia, we go to the state championship game. Um, and then I have an interview at, at Riverside uh, in uh, December. I get the job. Long story short, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I'm not going to go into all those details again. Um, but, you know, I think it's important that we as coaches, I saw this quote on football scoop. John Kelly, the head coach of university, put it on Twitter. 
Uh, and the quote said something like this, we should all coach a team that's an underdog. And I think that's just my calling as a head coach. I don't know why. I guess it is. Uh, but that's that's the places I've coached. That's what what I like. It's what, it's what I like to coach. It's how, where I like to coach. Um, I like being an underdog. Always have been. I was a kid when I would play video games, all sports games for me. So like baseball, basketball, football. I would always try to take the worst team and win the championship. That was my thing. I, I would always do that. I would never be like back then who was good. Uh, like in baseball, the Yankees were always good. I always play with like the expansion Devil Rays or something, something in that nature, right? Or I play like University of Hawaii and try to go win a national championship and the college football stuff because I like, I like the challenge, right? I like the process. Uh, I like trying to out not out scheme but out execute, right? Um, the opponent, and that, that's just something I, I grew up, I grew up doing. So definitely very humbling, right? To go zero and ten. I know I, I don't know if Billy Seals from Huntington listens to this podcast, but he he's a coach at Huntington High School, and he had a very similar experience his first year at Huntington. And uh, we'd always joke when we play each other, like in seven oh sevens and stuff, when you know we'd go for two or whatever, and we'd say, "Hey man, we've been zero and ten. We got nothing to lose." And that that's the one thing I hope you take from this podcast is you really have nothing to lose. Uh, it's it's a high school football game or a middle school football game or youth league or college or a pro. You have nothing to lose. The sun will come up tomorrow, right? Um, and life will go on. You do not have, there's nothing to lose there. Uh, so let it rip. And, that, that has changed me as a coach. I used to be a very conservative coach as far as a coordinator. And when my head coach would ask me advice um, on what to do, now, man, shoot, let's go. Let's uh, roll the dice and let's let's make it happen, Captain. Um, and I tell my assistants all the time, if there's ever a point in the game where I feel like we can win the game at that moment, we're taking the shot. And I think you have to. I think that's that's wise. I think that's something you have to do as a coach. You have to be willing to take the shot to win the game. You can't play not to lose. You play to win the game, right? And that's that's what we do. So, you know, 2015, rough year, right? Um, but one thing I learned from that is you just try to be the same guy all the time. And you try to be. That's really hard. That's really, really hard. Uh but you try to help your players just develop each game. Let them see each series as a different game, right? So just play that play and play the next play, play the next play. Okay, series is over. Let's just play the next one, right? Just keep playing, keep putting good plays back to back to back to back. And that is what ultimately wins you football games and having more uh, more or equal talent than the other team. In high school, you know, sometimes the talent – level skews a lot of really good coaching um you know you can be an excellent coach but if your dudes ain't as good as the other dudes and they really yeah i mean you're you're helping your guys to play the best of their ability right that's that's the definition of success right you're just being the best you can be um, and sometimes you're just that much better than somebody else and you can play horribly and you're still gonna win uh, but it's the games that are close you're hoping to get to where your guys play at their peak level and how I try to do that as a head coach is I try to get them to play without thinking I watched a Cliff Kingsbury video years ago 
and um, he talked about his goal was to get them to get them to play without thinking. I mean, the guy's not a head coach, the Arizona Cardinals. He knows what he's talking about. So that's something that he believed in. It's something I think I, I should believe in. I want my guys to play fast, be simple, go really, really hard, right, and let the let the outcome be what it is. You know, sometimes you get a break here. Sometimes you get a, you get a break there. Sometimes you don't get a break here or there. Uh, but what you control is how hard you prepare and what is your effort. What's your pride in performance to coin a <laughs> a Nick Saban a Nick Sabanism? Um, you know, and and one other another lesson I learned during that zero and ten season is you know don't don't see your value in wins and losses, guys. Um, you know, I was I was thirty four and sixteen as a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I, and I thought my prowess as defensive coordinator would guarantee my success as a head coach. Nah, buddy, right? No, no. Um, you know, it's important that <clears throat> that you you judge yourself based on how hard you prepared, how much you love those kids, and um, I, mean, I still fall way short. Way short confession, like way short of that. But I, I'm getting more to that the more I coach. Um, this will be my fifth year coming up as a as a head coach, and it's really important that you know as we go through, right? Maybe somebody went last year went through an zero and ten, one and nine, two and eight. Um, we went three and seven last year, uh, which I know some places would be like that's terrible. Uh, you know, that's the most wins in a decade. Nitro has not had not won three games since two thousand eight. Um, but it was a success for us. Now, were we four plays away from being five and five? Sure. So there is a bunch of things to work on. Me, me. First of all, as a coach, some things we need to definitely be better at. Um, that all falls on me because everything rises and falls on leadership. I truly believe that, and uh, you know that that we would strive to continue to get better. But as a coach. Man, please, especially youth league, high school, middle school, please do not judge yourself on wins and losses. You don't get to recruit your talent. You don't get to sign your talent. You're playing with who you have and make them as good as they can be and help them to have just a bunch of confidence in their ability because that will win you games that maybe you shouldn't win um, or have that guy play the game of his life, right? He gets an opportunity to play college football because his highlight film is awesome or maybe it gives him confidence to do something hard later in his life that he would not have had the confidence to do if you have not have poured into him and given him that sense of confidence that he can do whatever he sets his mind to if he just focuses on little things, right? On on just controlling what you can control. So I hope that helped y'all. Um, I'll put this up soon and thank you for listening.